Welcome to What Do You Need to Know About God in Today's World. Today, we will discuss what you need to know about God and material wealth and the benefits of capitalism. So let's examine this concept from God's viewpoint and extract several principles about material wealth. The primary scripture we will focus on is Deuteronomy 8.18, which says, Remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant. First principle we detect here is that it is God and not man or the government who gives you the power or ability to get wealth. This verse dispels the notion that we acquire wealth all on our own, independent of God, and the notion that our wealth can be attributed to politicians who claim that you, the individual, didn't create or build your success and wealth on your own, but as a joint venture with the government. It is God, not you nor government, who wakes you up every morning and supplies you with strength, health, ability, ideas, and resources to accomplish financial gain. So whatever material wealth you have in your possession, it is God who supplies it. A second principle we learn here is that God does desire to grant us wealth. The Bible confirms that God wants us to prosper. The Old Testament figures Abraham, David, and Solomon were some of the wealthiest people of their time. So God is about wealth accumulation. The third principle we learn here is that God gives wealth to establish his covenant or confirm his promises. Therefore, God grants us wealth for his purposes and not solely for our own consumption. Our wealth is to be used to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, to support godly platforms and missions, and to help the poor and the needy. We should all understand that our wealth is to be used for the glory of God. Now let's unpack this concept of wealth and how it relates to God and capitalism. Capitalism is an economic system where goods and services are primarily in the hands of private ownership and is conducted for profit. It allows for a free market enterprise system in which the people can trade goods and services and acquire capital, private property, and wealth with limited government interference. This is opposed to systems such as socialism and communism in which the state or government controls, owns, distributes, and manages the goods, services, and land. But out of all the economic systems, capitalism is the only system that allows for individual citizens to acquire wealth and prosperity. These other systems have only led to vast poverty throughout and to vast human rights atrocities. Countries like North Korea, Venezuela, and Vietnam can fall into these categories. China as well. However, China is experiencing some degree of prosperity because they have resorted to using the principles of capitalism and private ownership. But throughout history, no country that employed these systems produced great wealth for the populace. Only capitalism has allowed for every person to have the opportunity to acquire great wealth. But recently, capitalism has come under attack and is being denounced as evil. They make this claim because they say that capitalism is based on greed and it creates inequities. But let's examine these claims closely because these same people are also advocating dismantling our capitalistic system in exchange for a democratic socialistic model. First of all, when it comes to the claim of greed, you will find greed in every economic system because greed is the root nature of man. In these other systems, greed exists in those who are in control and who govern and distribute the wealth of a country. With the wealth centralized in the hands of this minority group of people, there is extreme greed as these people seek to control the money, the masses, 
and to grab for power, leaving a majority of the populace to languish in poverty, as in Venezuela. So, you either have individual greed and capitalism or governmental greed in these other systems. Therefore, you won't get rid of greed in these other economic systems either. Likewise, when it comes to inequities, there are inequities in every economic system. But in capitalism, where the person generates their own wealth portfolio through work and or investment, the wealth is distributed throughout the populace. In contrast, in these other systems, the bulk of the wealth will be concentrated more in the hands of the state and government officials, and the general population will possess very little, also as in Venezuela. So wealth will not be equal in capitalism, nor these other systems. But in comparison, the greed and the inequities in these socialistic type systems are far more egregious than that in capitalism. Because in these systems, the government controls the wealth and keeps the masses in permanent poverty. While in capitalism, the masses can rise out of poverty and become wealthy or certainly ascertain a certain degree of wealth. So though not perfect, capitalism is the only system that allows for the masses of the people to become wealthy and comfortable financially. And it is the system that is more aligned with the word of God. Thus, capitalism is a God-inspired idea, and let's examine why. First, God is for individual responsibility. The verse in Deuteronomy says, God gives you, the individual, power to get wealth to establish his works. This means that every individual is to acquire and establish their own wealth and not seek to prosper off of the wealth of someone else. Currently in America, there's this socialistic movement to take money from the wealthy and distribute it to those who are less affluent to establish some type of equity. But as we said, inequities will inevitably exist in any economic system and redistribution of wealth is not going to solve that problem. But it will burden you with high taxes and enrich the government. Therefore, it's not the formula that God uses. In God's system, there is no need to subtract from one person to add to another. Instead, God puts each individual in charge of their own wealth, setting the parameters and accruing the wealth level that they determine, dependent upon their own aspirations, ability, ingenuity, effort, achievements, and willingness to attain wealth. With private ownership and control of wealth, every person is motivated to pursue financial gain. And many people can elevate themselves to the middle class or higher, and many can get out of poverty. That's why in capitalism, you are more likely to have a middle class and people are more likely to become wealthy and earn a decent living and a higher standard of living. Thus, in capitalism, you are more likely to correct, modulate, and minimize inequities. There are no such benefits in socialism because confiscation of wealth will destroy the middle class and create a huge lower class of the majority of the people, all while still failing to make anything equitable. There is no substantial wealth acquisition potential for all the populace in any other economic system but in capitalism. So if you want to become financially independent, capitalism is the best option to make that happen. Second, another principle of capitalism is that of work. God promotes the concept of hard work. Deuteronomy said God gives you the power to get wealth. 
The word power denotes labor and effort. You must work to earn wealth. Many have condemned the concept of hard work going so far as to say it is a white supremacist concept, but hard work is a God-ordained biblical concept. As a matter of fact, 2 Thessalonians 3.10 says, If a man does not work, he does not eat. Therefore, no one should disdain hard work because it is hard work that allows you to provide for your own necessities and a high standard of living. Also amplified in this verse is the fact that it's not the task of government to provide everyone a high standard of living and for all of their needs. Whether the need is as basic as eating or going to college or health care, each person should be responsible for their own needs and achieve them through hard work. Else, the government will burden the masses of people with high taxes, lowering all of our standard of living. Rather, God says, to have a sound economic system, a man must be in charge of his own well-being and conditions. So do not despise hard work because your hard work makes it possible for you to secure the degree of financial comfort that you choose. The third principle found in capitalism is that of individual accountability. In 1 Corinthians 3.8, God says every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. This scripture interjects a third principle, which is personal accountability. We are all accountable to God, and God rewards each individual for his own labor. But socialism does the opposite. It makes us accountable to the government, and it rewards others for someone else's labor. But Yahweh God will never credit you for someone else's hard work, nor will he give you their rewards. He does not make us responsible for someone else's level of comfort and financial status. He does not inconvenience us for the convenience of someone else who is looking for a handout. If this was the preferred model in the academic system, we would all be appalled. No teacher gives another student credit for someone else's hard work. That is called cheating. Instead, it is more appropriate that each student earn their own grade. In capitalism, God deals with us individually, making us accountable for our own welfare and rewards, because that is the fairest system. And all of these principles make capitalism a much better system. Nonetheless, many are insistent on uprooting capitalism and implanting democratic socialism. It's kind of interesting because some of those making these calls have immigrated here from countries that are plagued by the ravages of socialism. And they have joined forces with old Marxists from the 1960s and with a co-opted group of liberal university-indoctrinated youth to overthrow the, three, the free market and free enterprise system here in America. They call for free stuff, knowing there is nothing free, and they deceive the masses, claiming they will only tax the wealthy, but omitting that they must tax virtually every citizen because just taxing billionaires does not generate enough funds to finance their massive expenditures of so-called free programs. They also tout other countries as model examples of these policies. But they neglect to mention that the personal taxes in these countries are unusually high, starting at about 40 and 50 percent, and that many of these countries are now virtually bankrupt. They also never tell you that you're going to sacrifice quality when the government is in charge of these systems. Take note 
that many of these social programs will create long waiting periods and backlogs for services, especially in healthcare. Then too, the government doesn't run much very well nor prosperously, and the services are bound to be substandard. Instead, it is the free market system that allows for competition, which offers better quality of service and better pricing. So know that if the government is going to provide free services to you, it will be at a high cost and insufficient to provide you with any level of comfort. You will quickly discern that it is better to work hard and earn your own income and pay for your own services as subscribed to in capitalism. There is one last principle in God-ordained capitalism, which is liberty and limited government. As far as God is concerned, the government should play a very limited role in any economy. That's why God said that he gives you, the individual, the power to get and manage your wealth. Yes, the government should set up safety nets for the truly indigent and for those that are physically disabled and unable to work. But government is not designed to be the panacea to solve every problem of the populace as this radical group of democratic socialists are proposing. These policies will bankrupt the country and you the citizen. That's why God has designed the church and the family to help take care of the poor and the needy and not strictly the government. God also advocates that people be allowed to give voluntarily to help out and not through forced high taxation. The government's role is primarily to implement regulations that allow the private sector to work at its best because government overreach into every sector of our lives can and will upset the delicate balancing act of an economy. As we have already said, government control sacrifices quality of services at a high cost to you. Furthermore, government calls to redistribute wealth to provide free services to every individual will cause the wealthy to either leave the country or stop producing great wealth. And their calls to free stuff disincentivizes the workers. There is no incentive to work or become wealthy or earn money. Moreover, the calls of democratic socialists for the government to set a high minimum wage also presents problems. Now, I believe that wages should keep up with inflation, but government must permit businesses to set their own wages within the guidelines based on their earnings. If we notice, these last calls to set the minimum wage at $15 an hour have backfired. Major corporations have increased the minimum wage to $13 or more, but they have also cut their workforce and now employ more part-time workers than full-time because they have to pay them more. And this applies especially to small businesses. So it is the employee who suffers. But economists should remind us that minimum wage was never designed to be anyone's career salary. It is set as a base salary while the individual pursues and acquires skills and degrees to increase their income potential to provide for their families at a comfortable level. Otherwise, if living on minimum wage, one generation will not be able to do better than the preceding generation. Therefore, we need to constantly encourage others to improve their employable skills because in capitalism, no one has to remain on minimum wage. So all of these factors indicate that in the Economic Balancing Act, you must take into account human behavior. Yes, flawed humanity makes creating a perfect economic system impossible. But if a person is guaranteed that they can earn and be in charge of their own wealth, then there is greater incentive to achieve that wealth, 
which creates prosperity not only for the individual, but also for the country, which is what capitalism offers. So there is nothing attractive about these social justice programs. In capitalism, you have the best of all the economic systems, regardless as to how radicals try to convince you that it has failed you and it is evil and should be dismantled. They are telling you that a system that consistently corrects itself as it is impacted by outside forces like the coronavirus and a system with a proven history and track record to work well and prosper you and the masses should be totally obliterated and replaced with this social engineering that is supposedly going to create something better. But no system that removes you and puts the government in charge of equalizing our wealth is better than one that permits you to create your own wealth. That's why God gave us capitalism, because it is the best system that provides for the citizens to become prosperous and wealthy and make the country prosperous as well. It is only capitalism that produces a Madam C.J. Walker, the child of former slaves, who became the first self-made woman millionaire, and Oprah Winfrey, the first black woman billionaire. Others like Howard Schultz of Starbucks fame, who went from humble beginnings to billionaire and athletes who earn millions of dollars even while kneeling to dishonor this same country. So do not be deceived by the cause that capitalism and all the systems that make up America are racist and evil and needs to be dismantled and replaced with the failed system of progressive democratic socialism. Realize that capitalism is a God-inspired ideal where God provides you with individual wealth for his purposes. And that is my final point. God is not just about establishing our financial comfort here on earth. He says in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, he will sufficiently supply our needs. You see, God is more about developing our moral character and a deeper intimate relationship with him. So he never promises to make us really comfortable off of others, people, money, and wealth. Nor does he promise to make us all billionaires and millionaires. But he does promise to grant us a sufficient supply of material wealth to accomplish his goals for us. And it is capitalism that affords the best opportunity for every individual to have sufficiency and fulfill his purposes. God gives you the power to get wealth and makes you accountable for that wealth and reward you for your labor. Because God is not about equity, but about destiny. So he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord says. Thank you, Yahweh God, for giving us as individuals the power to get wealth for your glory. Let us cherish and defend these God-ordained ideals that you have granted to us for our benefit and our prosperity, that we may labor to receive all of our rewards, earthly and spiritual, for your glory. To God be the glory. Amen.